Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fit as a Fighter podcast. My name is Trisha. I'm your host, and today we're going to talk about how stress affects your hormones and your ability to lose weight and how it's all tied together and what we can do to change some of those negative effects that may have already happened or maybe you can catch them before they happen. So let's dive in here. So as far as stress goes, you know, we have all different types of stress happening all the time. We have acute stresses. We have, you know, major life situations. um, We have temporary stressors. So there are a lot of different factors to consider. And also how you perceive and how you handle your stress is different from person to person. I've had clients, um, and just as a side note, you know, part of my coaching process is I ask my clients weekly to rate their stress because as you'll learn in this podcast episode, it does have a huge effect on your ability to lose weight. So if I see that a client is extremely stressed a couple weeks in a row, rating their stress 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, and they're weight loss resistant, meaning they're having difficulty losing weight no matter what we do, that's a huge red flag for me that we need to address the stress because no matter how much dieting we do, which is also a stress, training we do, which is also a stress, um, we can just be digging ourselves a deeper and deeper hole that's just frustrating because you feel like you're doing everything right, but you can't lose weight. And so we're going to talk about, you know, the actual, like what is going on with your hormones when you're chronically stressed. And again, I'm not talking about like you had a stressful day, um, you know, a stressful event kind of happened like those that's normal, right? We all have a certain tolerance of how much stress we can handle on a day to day basis. Okay. Especially if you're a parent, you have a pretty high tolerance. Your window of tolerance is pretty broad, I would say. Um, or let's say like you're in your twenties and you don't really have a lot of responsibilities or things going on, you know, that people that you have to take care of, right? Again, you know, maybe it's, you know, your ability to handle stress is also pretty good because you don't have a, a whole lot going on in that department. But, um, if we have chronic stressors, over a long period of time, it can really negatively reduce our ability to lose weight, but it can also lead to more serious complications. It can also lead us to uh, not just weight loss resistance, but possibly autoimmune diseases and, and really, you know, serious issues that can manifest from high stress. Now, there are certain, of course, autoimmune diseases and things like that that are genetic, um, but there are some like Hashimoto's that really can be a result of a chronically high stress, over dieted, you know, a lot of things like that can can really contribute to certain autoimmune diseases manifesting. So um, I want to share a story with you guys first, and then I'm going to dive into it. So I think I've probably shared this story before on this podcast or if you're in my Facebook group, Uh, but there was a time, you know, back in, I want to say 2018, 2019, I don't know, the years all blend together. We're 2023 right now. So, you know, it's all a blur, but you know, let's say, um, you know, five years ago or so, uh, five, six years ago, I was going through a time where I was competing very frequently. I was doing jujitsu competitions every three or four months, fighting every three months. And I had a year which was very, very intense where pretty much every other month I was competing in jujitsu or I was cutting weight for a fight. And I was also um, training, you know, three to four hours a day as a result of that. I was also working as an in-person trainer, teaching group fitness classes and personal training lessons where I was driving between Fort Lauderdale and Boca back and forth several times a day or way out to sunrise and back and back to Fort Lauderdale. So just a lot of stress, you know, up at 
5 a.m. to train clients, doing my own training from like 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., maybe having two hours in between and then training clients from four to six or seven and then training until nine o'clock at night and then home. So it, it you know, continued like this, not only just a stressful season work-wise um, and training, but also stressful dieting-wise. And so during that year, I cut weight, you know, at, at least five times um, of varying, varying amounts and they were all successful weight cuts. Um, I would say successful, meaning I made weight and I was able to make weight the next time. However, that following year, okay, after the holidays, um, I packed on my typical 20 pounds after that, you know, last fight that I had of the year. And come January, when I started my normal, oh, I'm going to get back into shape, I'm going to try to fight in March or compete in jujitsu or whatever it was I was trying to do at the time, I could not lose weight. In fact, everything I did caused me to gain weight and I was fluffy and bloated and just not feeling like myself, just chronically fatigued, chronically stressed, chronically tired. No amount of caffeine could keep me awake. No amount of dieting could get me to lose weight. Okay. And that was a big red flag. I was not feeling good in my body. I was not feeling good in my skin. Everything I had done over and over and over for the years that I had been training and cutting weight to lose weight was not working. It didn't matter how little I ate, how much I ran, how many training sessions I did, how much I cut my carbs, nothing. Okay. So it caused me to dig a little deeper because I was concerned and I got my blood work done. And when I got my blood work done, they were concerned. They were concerned. They saw that my thyroid antibodies were extremely high, which basically means that my 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 body was attacking itself, <laughs> which is a very bad thing. Okay, that's what's ha happening when you have elevated thyroid antibodies. It, they're not supposed to be elevated like that, and it really means that there was a lot of inflammation and a lot of dysregulation in my body because directly related to the chronic stress for years and years of stress under sleeping, under eating, over training, overworking, stress, 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 stress. Okay. And as a side note, I had some very dear friends that are, you know, still very close to me today who did warn me, who did say, Trisha, I think you're really stressed. I think you should peel it back a bit. Maybe you should, maybe you should cancel those morning sessions. Maybe you should sleep more. Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't take this fight. Maybe you shouldn't do this jujitsu tournament just yet. Maybe you should take a break and recover. I didn't want to listen. I didn't want to hear that. I had goals to achieve. I had bills to pay. I had, you know, ambitions. And so that type A driven personality, although it can be to your benefit in certain ways, it can also lead to a lot of unhealthy things as well. So uh, I was diagnosed as borderline Hashimoto's and I did never, I never had any prior health concerns, never had any autoimmune diseases or anything like that. So it was a big scare to the point where um, they actually were worried that my thyroid was, you know, maybe, maybe had some tumors or something, you know, it was like scary stuff. I had to get, um, a ultrasound, you know, it turned out it was okay, but I had to really chronically, I had to take six months off of competing. Honestly, it should have been longer, you know, hindsight 2020, I shouldn't have gone back as soon as I did, but you know, um, <laughs> I really had to take time off of dieting. I had to remove a lot of inflammation. I had to decrease, decrease my stress. And I had really had to be okay with just taking time off of everything to heal myself. And that's really hard to do. And so if you can catch it before all of these issues happen and you are weight loss resistance and you are looking at blood work where your hormones have crashed or your thyroid is in bad shape, you know, if you catch it soon enough, and thankfully I did catch it at a point where I was able to turn it around, 
you know, you can change the course. You know, you're not, your hormones, you know, it's not a death sentence. If you have hormonal issues, if you have, um, you know, things like that. There, of course, if you have something that's genetic, um, if you're a type 1 diabetic, things like that, okay, you know, those things obviously are not reversible. But, you know, there are ways that you can at least improve your symptoms or your ability to lose weight. So we're going to talk about some of that stuff. So what's actually happening when you're chronically stressed? So when you're stressed, our body produces a hormone called cortisol, and that regulates our stress. It also is our awakening hormone that kind of spikes naturally when the sun rises, our circadian rhythm, if it's in a healthy way, you know, we have that energy. We wake up in the morning. Naturally, it kind of goes down during the day, and hopefully by nighttime, at a normal nighttime, you're feeling tired again. That's the ebb and flow of your cortisol. But it also, you know, can be increased the more you have that chronic stress. Okay, so your body will respond to that chronic stress, whether that's from whatever. Your body doesn't know the difference if it's because your boss yelled at you, you're behind on your mortgage, um, you're training for a jiu-jitsu competition, or you are um, dealing with something with your kids. You know, it, it doesn't know the difference. Okay, Your body is just responding to the stress, and it's, it's uh, producing more cortisol. So after long periods of this happening, like, like I was saying, for me, it was a few years of this chronic lifestyle. And I was in denial. You know, if you had asked me in 2018, are you stressed? Like, do you think you have chronic stress? And I'd be like, no, I, I feel fine. Right. Because I was enjoying everything I was doing. I was, you know, I was succeeding. I was making things happen. I was, you know, I was doing well. To me, it didn't seem like a problem until it was a problem. So, you know, that's how it goes typically. Right. So, you know, maybe you're saying to yourself, I'm not that stressed, you know, because we all again, we have that window of tolerance that we're all used to dealing with on a regular basis. But maybe a few things have gotten piled on your plate. Maybe you have an aging parent that you're dealing with. Maybe you have had some serious financial strain. Maybe as your spouse, spouse's job got affected. Maybe um, your child is having challenges in school, right? There, there's that normal amount of stress we're used to. But then if like a few of those big major things get piled on top of us, and then at the same time we're pushing ourselves hard physically and we're dieting and we're trying to lose weight and we're trying to do this and then we're staying up late and, you know, it's just this cascade. So, you know, to kind of, again, talk about what those stressors could be, um, you know, dieting, like I always say, guys, dieting is is a stress on both ends, right? Poor diet choices are also a stress on your body. So if you're not, maybe you're not dieting, but maybe your actual diet is crap. Maybe you are eating a lot of processed foods. Maybe you're eating a lot of fried foods. Maybe you're drinking soda, right? Stuff like that. Alcohol. These are all things that are a stressor on your body, okay? Um, if you're doing a lot of stress eating, if you're overtraining, if you're undertraining, if you're having, um, you know, things going on in your relationships, right? Whether that's marriage or boyfriend, girlfriend, or parents or kids or friends, you know, that, that causes stress, right? Um, you know, if you are sick, if you've been chronically sick, that's a huge stressor. If you've been on a lot of medications, that's a stressor on your body. So all of these things can, can just keep building up. And again, they continue to produce more and more uh, cortisol being secreted. Now, along with that, you, know, you guys know I also talk often about sleep, right? So if you are um, you know, lacking in sleep or here's another one, I'll, I'll diverge on a quick you know, side tangent here. Um, if you're a shift worker, if you work night shifts, you know, that's another really difficult one. Um, or if you're a new parent, right. And you're like up all hours in the night, these are all stressors. Um, I had a client as a side note here that she has been with me 
one year, exactly one year today, she's been with me. And it's a, it's a great story now, but we've gone through a lot together. And when she first started, she was in a chronic state of stress. She's a mom of two. Um, she, two young kids, you know, toddler age and another one that's about four. And she was a night shift nurse. So while, you know, you know, birthing and raising two tiny humans, um, you know, going right back to work afterwards, pretty soon afterwards, working night shift hours, um, you know, so having those night shift hours, not sleeping regularly, because then when you're a parent, it's not like you can sleep all day, right? You still have her responsibilities, take care of the kids. You know, it, it was very, very intense. Not to mention she was also on birth control in between both children. So all of these were a lot of stressors on her body. However, right when we started, she switched her schedule to a day shift and she got off birth control. So that was a huge whammy to her hormones, to her stress that really made it impossible for her to lose weight. No matter what we did, we started with a diet phase to see how she responded and she did not respond. So what did we have to do? After a couple months of trying and just beating our heads against the wall, we decided she needed to recover. Her body had been through so much over the last three or four years that, her, you know, no matter how many diets she tried or how low we did, even in the right way, her body was not going to respond to that. So we were able to take her through a long and slow reverse diet. It was painfully slow. But now, a year later, she is losing weight easily. We just came off a Memorial Day weekend where even though she logged, she was kind of over her calories and her macros and fat and all of that, she lost weight over the Memorial Day weekend. And this is somebody that no matter what we did before, she could not lose weight. So it's just a testament that, you know, by going through the proper steps, reducing her stress in a lot of different areas and giving her body time, now she is able to see weight loss success. But when she first started, because she had so many life stressors and she you know, was on birth control for so long, came right off of it, that was a huge stress to her body. Um, she was a night shift worker for so many years, switched to the daytime, so her circadian rhythm was all knocked off track, plus having two kids, plus working full time, right? It's, it's a lot. And then all the other life things in between. So, um, you know, again, guys, this is something I see all the time. And uh, it can be really frustrating. So let's talk about kind of what happens. So when we are, you know, when we are stressed, um, you know, whether it's acute once in a while or that chronic stress, we're going to have those sudden spikes in our cortisol that's responding to that. Now, if we have that elevated cortisol for a long time happening, sustained elevated levels of cortisol is going to alter our glucose tolerance, our blood pressure, and our thyroid and sex hormone and our metabolism. So it's like this very quick cascade downward spiral that can happen if you're in that chronic state of stress for so long. So why wasn't my client able to lose weight? Because those sex hormones became downregulated, which downregulated her metabolism. So no matter how much we pushed her diet, she still wasn't burning enough calories because her body had adapted to the stress, right? It was holding on to the weight. It had slowed down her metabolism so much. And we had to go through a period of time where we reduced the stress between training and dieting and life stressors and really recover her metabolism during that time. Okay, and as I mentioned, and myself, the way it manifested even further than not losing weight was by actually getting an autoimmune disease. Okay, so this is serious stuff. You know, this is more than just like, oh, you're stress eating, so you gained weight. Okay, obviously, 
that is a consequence, right? That's an obvious thing that happens, right? We're stressed, we binge eat, um, you know, and then we gain weight. Okay, that's part of it. But the chronic stress does have a direct effect on your hormones. Um, you know, obviously it increases our appetite, our cravings. Um, so it's normal when you're stressed that you're going to want more junky food. So that's something that happens when you have that chronic stress and that chronic elevation of cortisol. Um, obviously when we're stressed, we're more irritable, right? Uh, it probably affects our sleeps as well. Um, it, it also elevates our symptoms of PMS. So if you are in that chronic state of stress and you also feel like your periods are more intense, that is not a coincidence. That is because your sex hormones are being downregulated. So those symptoms of PMS, they are going to increase significantly, right? And you might even have more cravings and things like that that are happening. So so let's talk about, you know, those are all of the, the negative effects. I think I've kind of hammered, hammered that into you guys. Um, let's talk about what you can do. You know, what can you do? Now, I am in a course right now where I am learning how to, you know, read blood work, um, you know, look through these different hormonal imbalances and um, address autoimmune issues or weight loss resistance or insulin resistant issues, things like that. Okay. And as advanced as these things are that I'm learning in my course, the first thing before any kind of supplements are recommended, before, you know, there's all of these, you know, medications or this or that, it is lifestyle. It starts with lifestyle first. First and foremost, before you start, you know, buying ashwagandha and getting all these supplements and even getting your blood work, okay, if you know you're chronically stressed, the first thing you need to do is address the stress. It sounds silly, but everybody's looking for that magic pill, okay? They're, they're looking for the Band-Aid to put on, you know, the big gaping wound, and you got to address that first. So addressing the lifestyle factors means really taking a good hard look, okay? Taking a good hard look at your lifestyle right now. And looking to see, you know, where, what are the areas that you can control? There are some stressors that we can't control, right? They have nothing to do with us. They're stressors from the outside world or they're stressors coming from somebody else in our life. We can't control them. We can't control what they do. So in that regards, we have to control, we have to control how we respond to those stressors. Okay. Um, but when we have control over things, um, I find that a lot of women, especially who are ambitious and trying to lose weight and trying to get healthy, um, we do too much. We do too much, too much training, too much cardio, too much dieting, too little sleep. All of these things can be addressed, but we don't want to, we don't want to address them. Why don't we want to address them is because we're afraid we're going to gain weight. We're afraid we're going to lose our progress. Okay, and this is the dangerous, slippery slope. I want you to catch yourself. If you know you are chronically stressed and you have a lot of life stress going on and you feel like you are having a hard time losing weight, doing more is probably not the answer. Okay, and in some cases, some people may need to stop training completely, zero training, and taking time to recover their body, their metabolism with maybe a reverse diet with no training. So eating more food and moving less, which may seem crazy if you're somebody who's trying to lose weight, you may be thinking like, that doesn't make any sense. But if your body does not reduce that stress, that inflammation, that cortisol in your body, it's just going to continue to get worse and worse until it's these serious consequences like we talked about. So 
you know, cardio is typically got to be the first thing to go, but even weight training. Okay. Because again, these are stressors on our body. Yes, they can be stress relief. Yes, we enjoy doing them. Um, but you know, sometimes they have to be reduced. If you keep trying to push yourself to diet, that's another thing that's probably got to take a break for a while. Okay. And in some cases, some clients actually start losing weight, even though they're eating more and doing less because the stress is being reduced. Okay. Now that didn't happen in my case. That didn't happen in my client's case, but in both my situation, when I was recovering and in my client's situation, we were able to maintain the weight and maybe only go up a couple pounds while eating twice the amount of food and doing half the amount of exercise. And that's pretty, that's pretty darn cool. Okay. And so what happened with my client is we went through a period of about four, four to five months of a reverse diet where we got her up to eating 300 grams carbs, 300 grams carbs every single day. Okay. She was not training very much, a couple weight training sessions a week and just steps. And besides that, it was working on her sleep. It was managing her stress. Um, another thing that this client in particular struggled with is sometimes she would get stressed if she couldn't meet her, her step goal or couldn't make her macros. So sometimes the stress of, again, like that trying to achieve stress, that can be affecting your ability to lose weight as, as well. So, you know, it's just learning how to have that balance of consistency and discipline, but not overstressing, not creating so much stress over the things that you need to do that are supposed to help you health wise. Right. So after about four months or so of doing the reverse diet, <laughs> excuse me, we got her blood work done and we still saw a couple little things that were off couple little things, nothing serious, but a couple little things. So at that time we kind of stayed in that reverse diet another month. We worked on some things nutritionally. We worked on a couple things with supplements to aid her. And then when we were ready that next month, the weight loss, it went like this. Okay. It started going down, 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 down. And from the peak of that reverse diet, which was February, she was 170. And now today she is 158. Okay. And this was somebody who did, who could not lose weight no matter what she did. And she was honestly logging her food, honestly tracking, honestly working out like crazy. Now, a year later, she has the ability to lose weight because we changed so much in her lifestyle. We healed her, her metabolism. We reduced the stress where we could. Um, and she really committed to the process. It is a commitment. And that's the part that most people don't want to do. Everybody wants to diet. Okay. That's the part everybody's motivated about. Sure. I'll do a diet. Oh my God. Oh yeah. How many calories do I have to eat? Okay. Well, I, you know, everybody wants to be aggressive and diet and train hard and that's excellent. But if you have been in a chronic state of, state of stress and you're possibly adapted metabolically because of that and your sex hormones and your thyroid hormones are in the tank because of that chronic stress, then dieting is not going to solve your problems. It's going to worsen them. So that is the bottom line, guys, is it's kind of it's knowing where are you at? <laughs> and if you don't know, that is maybe a good time to get your blood work done and to see all of those areas to really have a full panel done where you're checking all of your sex hormones, your thyroid hormones, your thyroid antibodies, um, you know, T3, T4, TSH, your testosterone, you know, all, all of the areas, which can be hard to do in this day and age. If you go to your regular primary care doctor and you say, I want to get a full blood work panel done, they're going to look at you like you have three heads and they're going to say, why? Unfortunately, you know, the standard medical system doesn't always look deep into these things. So that's why it is helpful if you can go the functional route and get blood work done 
you know, in, in, in conjunction with your doctor, maybe advocate for yourself. If, if you are saying, Hey, I'm really not feeling good doctor. I really feel off. Uh, I really feel like I need to dig deeper here, but not all doctors will, you know, go with that. So that's why there are many great functional practitioners. Um, you know, I'm on my way to, you know, learning how to do that as well. But in the meantime, if you are having challenges and you do want more help, reach out and I can direct you to the people in my network who are experts in this area. But the bottom line is, you know, whether you get blood work done and you need supplements or you need a hormone replacement therapy or any kind of like advanced treatment, the bottom line is always going to be lifestyle. It's always going to be addressing the lifestyle, which is what nobody wants to do. Nobody wants to train less and eat more. Nobody wants to take rest days and, you know, maybe have to change their work hours or change their lifestyle factors, right? Those are hard things to do. It can be really, really difficult, but it really is important as far as your overall hormone health, your metabolic health, your ability to lose weight. Um, and again, you know, it goes beyond just like you're stressed out. So you're stress eating, right? If you're chronically stressed for a long period of time for any of those factors, um, that could be seriously impairing your ability to lose weight and affecting your hormones. So, um, that is it guys. I feel like I went on a lot of tangents, a lot of stories here. I went out in the weeds a bit here and there, but if you made it to the end, I appreciate you tuning in. Um, and this is something I intend to share more on because it's something I, I feel that affects so many women uh, because we are highly stressed creatures. <laughs> we are just inherently highly stressed, especially if you're a mom, if you're a parent, um, you know, that's the MO, right? It's just like you're just stressed. So the more we can work on reducing those, uh, you know, stressors, and I know I didn't go into strategies, but, you know, we can save that for another episode. But I really wanted to make sure you guys understood, um, you know, really what's happening with your hormones. So if you have any questions, please reach out, send me a message on Instagram, on Facebook, at Trisha Cicero, leave a review, share the podcast if you find value with somebody or on your social media as well. And I will talk to you guys next week. I am so, so happy to see so many people tuning in and sharing the podcast. I really appreciate all of the love and uh, let's keep it going, guys. So if you have any requests, send those to me as well and I'll make sure I cover those topics. Have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you guys next week.